Welcome to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson, best-selling author of three books on healing cancer successfully. Now, here's Bill Henderson. Hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in to How to Live Cancer-Free on webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you, and we're going to have some wonderful information for you here on the show today. Before we get started in that, though, we want to give you kind of an update of the current information that's going on in the news about cancer. And one of our wonderful folks at Web Talk Radio will be talking to you shortly for a few minutes about that. So stay tuned, and I'll be back shortly. Thanks, Bill. For Web Talk Radio, I'm Anthony DeVoe. Here's a very informative article written by Dr. Janie Little about the major health risks associated with monosodium glutamate. Monosodium glutamate, or MSG, is a chemical flavoring added to impart a meaty flavor to foods. It is generally accepted as the most common, as well as the most toxic, chemical food additive in processed foods today. So what exactly does MSG do to you when you consume it? Well, MSG is recognized not only as an excitotoxin and neurotoxin, but also as a carcinogen. When MSG is metabolized in the body, it releases formaldehyde, which then binds with the DNA of your cells, causing damage. When you consume MSG week in and week out, the damaging effects accumulate, resulting in a host of different symptoms in the body, ranging from headaches and migraines to sleeping disorders, and illnesses such as asthma, diabetes, attention deficit disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and most notably, cancer. Have you ever noticed any of the following ingredients listed on your food packaging and wondered what they were? Textured soy protein, plant protein extract, hydrolyzed protein, calcium caseinate, sodium caseinate, bouillon, yeast extract, malt flavoring, gelatin, and other innocuous sounding ingredients such as broth, seasoning, stock, and my personal favorite, natural flavoring. Some of those names sound harmless, don't they? Well, the truth is, each of those names indicates the presence of MSG. Unless you are aware of the various names it masquerades under, you and your family could very easily be consuming this toxic and addictive chemical food additive every week, possibly every day. It may also be helpful to know the types of food MSG is likely to be added to. Although this is by no means an exhaustive list, it will give you an idea of the most common guilty food types. Condiments commercial salad dressings, gravies, soups, and processed meats. If you tend to take supplements in the hope of countering any deficiencies in your diet, then you're probably taking in MSG there too. For vegetarians who opt for veggie burgers or veggie sausages, MSG is added to promote that meaty flavor as well as to soy products and soy sauces. Most fast foods have MSG. Look no further than KFC, Burger King, or McDonald's for a generous portion of MSG. In fact, most ready-made, fast, or processed food invariably contains it. And it doesn't end there. Protein shakes used by dieters and bodybuilders contain MSG, it's added to cosmetics, and it's in our vaccines and perhaps most disturbingly it can be found in infant and baby formulas, setting up a whole new generation that is vulnerable to obesity and the various diseases it predisposes to. So, how do we avoid this seemingly ever-present and highly damaging chemical in our foods? Quite simply, we can do one of two things. We can become familiar with all the names under which MSG masquerades and avoid those products that contain it, or 
we can follow the golden healthy rule of avoiding all processed foods in our diets. In summary, if you haven't prepared and cooked your own food with natural products and then eaten it without adding condiments, you are very likely eating a meal that is richly laced with MSG. That's a look at cancer in the news this week. For Web Talk Radio, I'm Anthony DeVoe. Now back to you, Bill. Hello, folks. It's Bill Henderson again with How to Live Cancer Free, where we try each week on webtalkradio.net to bring you information that will help you overcome cancer if you have it, or certainly avoid it if you don't. And we're going to try to do that today, certainly. I want you to be sure and stay tuned for the second half of this show, uh, an interview I do with Bob Wright, a very interesting gentleman. I think most of you that listen to this show will will, uh, become very enhanced with Bob's uh, program because he has a vision that is uh, unique in my experience. The gentleman has been working for several years and is starting right now uh, to raise money to put together a campus for natural cancer healing, which will include both a college and an immune clinic where cancer patients will be treated. The college will include education for uh, doctors and for for lay people like us, and of course a lot of research. This is a $125 million project that Bob has in mind here in the area around Seattle where he lives. He lives uh, in Everett, north of Seattle. And uh, Bob is a 60-year-old gentleman with a lot of experience in natural healing and is determined with a lot of uh, professional uh, fundraising efforts now to get put together enough money to get this project and make it a reality within three years from now. And uh, this movement is just starting. Bob's book called Killing Cancer, Not People has just come out uh, in its second edition. I mentioned it last month in the newsletter, but uh, Bob is going on a a book signing tour for the book uh, in the Southwest starting the 1st of April. So in my newsletter this month, in March, uh, late March, about next week sometime, I will put uh, the locations that he's going to and the time and and so on so that you can go get a, a look at Bob, get to know him, get him to sign the book for you. This book is being sold where the proceeds, all of them, are going to this project that Bob is working on. His foundation is called American Anti-Cancer Institute, and this institute now is going to be a brick-and-mortar thing uh, near Seattle, which will take care of cancer patients in natural healing methods, as well as train everyone, doctors, nurses, and lay people, in natural cancer healing and fund research to do it as well. And of course, the, the type of thing he's doing is not something that the government pays for. He doesn't get grants from any, any uh, National Cancer Institute or anybody. They're not partic- particularly interested in the subject that he is pursuing here because uh, there's no money in it for the pharmaceutical companies, frankly. That's what I feel, at least. So if you are, are not already signed up for my newsletter, by all means, go to my website and sign up for it. It's a free newsletter, monthly newsletter, and you'll uh, get a look at where Bob is going to be. And hopefully uh, he's starting in San Antonio and working his way west uh, starting the 1st of April. And you might get a chance to meet him. He's uh, a wonderful gentleman, and you'll enjoy the interview. So stay tuned, folks. Uh, Well, cancer in the news today. All of us have been 
uh, biting our fingernails and paying a whole lot of attention to the, the nuclear uh, partial meltdown so far in Japan. And uh, those of us on the West Coast, of course, have been paying attention to the, uh, the subject of radiation and fallout. Uh, the, the iodine sources here uh, have all been uh, depleted and pretty much sold out uh, as of uh, a few days ago. Uh, but uh, I think what I want to talk to you about today is uh, the importance of iodine, not so much for this particular purpose, which it may or may not uh, result in anything serious in the way of radiation fallout. Uh, it, it looks now like it, it may not, but there's a lot of uncertainty involved. So it's good to, to prepare, obviously. But it is important, I think, for all of us to, to use this excuse if for no other reason than to learn about the essential nature of iodine to our bodies. Our everyday uh, cellular metabolism is governed uh, by iodine, among other things. It's essential, an essential part of our cell metabolism. And if you're feeling tired or weak or overweight uh, or any, in, in a depressed mode, the, the probability is that your iodine level is low. And what I'd like to have you think about now is if you're listening to this show, you've probably had something like a CT scan or a PET scan of some kind, and maybe lots of them, because many of the people I talk to have multiple CT scans during the course of a year. If you have had those, you are in danger of radiation poisoning effects to your body because it's a very harmful substance, radiation, and it's cumulative and even dental x-rays, but certainly CT scans and PET scans, which uh, are several hundred times as much uh, radiation as a chest x-ray, for example, are going to eventually cause you health problems if you don't have enough iodine in your body. The iodine is helpful because if you have enough in your thyroid gland, it does not suck the iodine up from the radiation and uh, all radiation contains some form of iodine which is harmful and if the thyroid sucks that stuff up believe me you're going to get sicker and this is why i think why radiation in the form of uh, of the scans that are done uh, i think uh, too uh, quickly by the medical professionals these days i think they do them too often and too many of them without considering the harm to the individual's body, but uh, that's another subject. But to protect yourself here, you have to have an adequate amount of iodine in your body. And studies I've seen done uh, show that 90% uh, plus of the, of the population is deficient in this because we just don't get enough of it in our food. Of course, it is in iodized salt in, in small amounts. It's more of it in sea salt than, than in the regular iodized salt. Uh, it's in things like kelp, a very high dose of it in kelp if you eat enough kelp, but most of us don't. Uh, that's probably the best source in food. There are others like yogurt and milk and so on, uh, but most of us, at least if we have cancer, are not eating most of the things that have iodine in them because uh, the dairy products are not healthy for you. So uh, maybe eat some kelp, but uh, most of us don't want to eat kelp every day. So most of the time, we're going to have to consider uh, iodine as a supplement. And there are several forms of this. You can look up several of them on the internet. Some of them are in pill form, potassium iodide, for example, iodorol. It's called I-O-D-E-R-O-L. 
You can look that up on Google. You'll find sources for that. There's another uh, liquid iodine source called Lugol's, L-U-G-O-L-S. Many of those uh, uh, health food stores around you have probably been sold out by now if you're anywhere near the West Coast where I live because people have been, have been uh, gathering this up to prepare themselves for some kind of uh, a fallout situation, which I don't think is going to occur, but uh, of course anything is possible. But as far as I think it would be helpful for you to use this as a wake-up call for the importance of iodine in your everyday life, and particularly if you have cancer uh, and are getting any kind of scans or any kind of radio radiation uh, in your body. Let's talk uh, just briefly about the function of iodine, what it does for the body. Well, it's, it's part of the thyroid hormones that are put out uh, called T4 and T3. You probably had those tested at some point by your doctor to see if the uh, thyroid is functioning correctly. Uh, but it is a, an essential part of human life. Without sufficient iodine, your body is unable to synthesize these hormones that are essential from your, your uh, thyroid. And the, the thyroid hormones regulate metabolism in every cell of the body and they play a role in virtually all physiological functions. So an iodine deficiency can have a really devastating impact on your health and your well-being, folks. So it's important stuff. Uh, I, the iodorol and the Lugol's is, is one way to get it. Uh, what we prefer, my wife and I have been using this the last few days uh, to stock up our bodies and make sure we have enough iodine in them, but we're going to continue doing it as a daily routine. Uh, the, the type we use is called nascent, N-A-S-C-E-N-T, iodine. And uh, there's a source for this online you might want to look at. It's a website called magnascent, M-A-G-N-A-S-C-E-N-T dot com, magnascent dot com. Uh, the nascent iodine is a little bit different. Uh, it's, it's an atom rather than an ion or a molecule. And in this state, the iodine atom has a large energy potential that is released when the atom is used. So it has a well-recognized ability to fight infections. Uh, of course, you know, you can put iodine on a cut and keep the bacteria from forming there. But the iodine atom is a paramagnetic atom, apparently, and is subject to magnetic charging. And when it's activated by adding it to water, it's, it's active for two or three hours. And, of course, during this time, it is readily available to be used by the body. So what happens when you take enough of this is the thyroid sucks it up, the healthy form of iodine. And when it encounters iodine from radiation, it's already, it's already full and it doesn't take it up. And that's the, uh, that's the reason that people take this product. Uh, actually, the potassium iodide I've read is not particularly a good idea to take regularly daily. Uh, it's a form you can take for uh, overcoming the effects of radiation at the time that the radiation is occurring, possibly. But as far as a daily intake of something that is, is basically healthy, I would look for this nascent iodine. N-A-S-C-E-N-T, that's the kind that, uh, that I would recommend. And uh, I've heard from other health professionals that that's what they recommend as well. So I think we're on pretty good ground here. Well, I have three wonderful sponsors for this show, as you know. The folks at TransferPoint have put out a product called Beta Glucan, Beta 1 
comma 3D glucan actually to be uh, exactly correct and it is a unique form of beta glucan that comes from the walls of the yeast product uh, there's one put out by our health co-op that some of you may have discovered that's uh, less expensive but uh, it's been tested uh, against uh, this one from transfer point and found to be not as efficient uh, so if you're uh, strapped for funds uh, you can go for the cheaper form from our health co-op if you're not I would suggest uh, the transfer point beta-glucan which is what I take every day it's a wonderful product to, to find out where to get it what they're recommending and this company is in Columbia South Carolina they've recommended that I, that I have you take a look at their website which is transferpoint.com and you'll get several sources there uh, one of them is in Europe as a matter of fact and will save you some time and money both in uh, ordering it from the United States you can call them there at transferpoint at uh, area 803-561-0342 if you like or you can email them at info at transferpoint.com and they will give you information on on several sources for this and just shop around and get the the least expensive one great product by the way I take it every day and I think it's responsible for my strong immune system I don't get colds or flu or anything like that well the company called Green Supreme Incorporated has been around for Quite a few years now at least 15 years or so and uh, I've known about them for about seven years very wonderful people they put out uh, a product called barley power that I take every day and that I recommend every cancer patient take because it's loaded with enzymes and trace minerals including iodine by the way and 20 amino acids so all things that your body needs but one of the major things it does for cancer patients particularly but for all of us in general is to keep our alkaline level at a healthy level when your body gets acid you are subject to all kinds of degenerative conditions including cancer and a lot of the things we do these days dental work makes our body acid uh, certainly eating uh, beef and other meat products uh, animal protein basically makes our body acid lots of things we do if, we, if we're under stress uh, that has a big effect on our body in terms of acidity so the alkaline nature of these little green pills is super important I would su suggest if you don't have cancer to take at least eight or nine of these a day uh, because it's just like eating a plate of vegetables really there's nothing harmful in it at all if you have cancer I would certainly take 18 or 20 of them at least uh, twice as much uh, to get some of these you can call them in Western Pennsylvania it's 1-800-358-0777 or outside the United States they ship it anywhere in the world it's area 724-946-9057 you can also order it on their website greensupreme.net and tell them I sent you you'll get a special discount for being a cancer patient well I've worked with the people at our health co-op which I mentioned earlier for some time about eight or nine years now and these are wonderful folks believe me uh, I like them because they are trying their best to bring you inexpensive supplements that are the highest quality and this doesn't seem to go together does it uh, high quality low price but in this case it does because what they've done is uh, use their integrity to check everything that they sell in an independent lab to make sure it has what it says on the container 
And believe me, that alone is worth paying whatever price they charge. But, in fact, their prices are way below what you pay elsewhere. So if you're buying supplements at all, I would certainly check with our health co-op first to see if they sell it and how the price compares because I think you'll find it's considerably less. Their website is makinghealthaffordable.com where you'll find all of their products uh, or you can call their order desk in Florida. It's 1-800-667-0781. Outside the United States you can ship this, uh, have them ship it to you anywhere in the world. Outside the U.S. I would call area 561-863-5300. Well, stay tuned now, folks. We've got Bob Wright coming up here in just a minute, and believe me, this will be one of the more interesting interviews you've heard on this show. Stay tuned. Well, hello, folks. I'm back, and I have a very, very interesting guest for you today. I'm glad that you stuck around to, to listen to this one because you'll be very glad you did. My guest's name is Robert Wright. We call him Bob. Uh, you can, too. Bob Wright is a a wonderful gentleman who understands, I think, uh, at least as well as I do, and maybe uh, a little bit better, uh, how how to deal with cancer. And he has been uh, dedicated enough for really the last 20 years or so of researching this subject uh, to help a lot of people with it. And now he's come out with a wonderful book that we'll talk about called Killing Cancer, Not People. And Bob has done an enormously wonderful job of compiling all the information you need to know about how to get over cancer, what it is, how it happens, why it happens, and how to deal with it. Uh, and Bob has done a whole lot more than that, which we'll talk about in his campaign here to get this information to people. And it has to do with something called the American Anti-Cancer Institute, which he is, has founded and has, is working on, along with this book, to build a campus which we'll discuss which you will be thrilled with if you have any interest at all in in healing cancer and helping the, the 1500 people every day who die of cancer of having that not happen and come out correct you'll be very interested in this discussion I think Bob is uh, a 60 year old gentleman he's worked uh, most of his life in the aerospace uh, electronics and defense industry but uh, about 20 years ago, uh, as a marathon runner and a gentleman very interested in his health, he began studying alternative approaches in the best condition possible and uh, learned a lot about it, including a lot of things that didn't work at the time. And uh, we'll talk about his experience with cancer and his own family. Uh, but he has been now dedicated for about the last eight or ten years at least to bringing to people information in whatever way possible about healing cancer and doing it with methods that are that work and that do not require damaging the body further as our uh, our friends in allopathic medicine do every day to people unfortunately well, Bob thank you so much for joining us today I really want to uh, congratulate you on the publication of this wonderful book it's it's really the best one I've read on cancer yet well, my pleasure in joining you, Bill, and, and thank you for those kudos. Um, hopefully, um, it'll get in the hands of the people that need it and do a lot of good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. Uh, 
it's folks it's called killing cancer not people it's available right now if you go to the website I'll give it to you right now you can take a look at it uh, if you want while we're talking AmericanACI.org the ACI stands for anti-cancer institute dot org at that AmericanACI.org website you will find a lot of information an enormous amount that Bob has collected already there's going to be a lot more on there over the next couple of years because he's starting a routine literally right now that uh, will carry on for some time which we'll talk about which is going to make a big difference in the uh, the treatment of cancer by what are called alternative means and both Bob and I hate that word by the way uh, tell us tell us up front Bob why uh, why did you get involved in writing this book about cancer healing well obviously um, my mom and dad passing away and as I explained to you I was there when they took their last breaths and, and it went rather rapidly and were not the, they were not helped uh, by conventional or allopathic medicine and that was rather disturbing to me and, and all of us have similar type stories whether it's uh, our immediate family, friends or, or whatever and I, I distilled it down basically to the fact that people don't have enough information and they don't have the right information and without the right information you you cannot make the right decisions and unfortunately people today are, are marching to the oncologist's office and, and marching to the hospitals, marching into surgery and having radiation and chemotherapy, which, as you and I, Bill, know, uh, has absolutely no opportunity to heal them. Um, as a matter of fact, it usually takes them the other way. Yeah. It, so. You know, you and I uh, think a lot alike, in fact, almost completely alike on, on how to treat cancer. Uh, and we're talking, really preaching to the choir here, because most of the people listening to this have already become convinced they wouldn't have tuned into this and downloaded it and listened to it if they, they weren't already convinced that there are, are better ways to treat cancer. And many of them, because they learn this with personal experience or with a relative or something, they want to know, how can I pass this on to other people that I love? And you and I have both had experience with that. Tell us about your experience at, at trying to share this message with those in, in your immediate family and, and friend circle? Well, sometimes like uh, uh, Paul the Apostle found out um, and uh, and others is that you're really not that welcome uh, in your own hometown. You got it, man. <laughs> and uh, I, I realize that and, and I've been approached by many people who understand that too and I've seen people die because their families would not let them go uh, to the, uh, in, in quote marks, uh, alternative side. Yeah, really. And, and my response to that is, when did it become alternative to do the natural things that, <laughs> that actually have an opportunity to heal your body? Oh, That's boy. as conventional as it gets. <laughs> but um, uh, So uh, the family and the friends uh, know you a different way, and um, they, they don't always understand what, what you're saying and why you're saying it. And it's sometimes very, very difficult to uh, get that word across to them. And so uh, if you can actually bring home the, uh, the study and bring home the research and compile it so people can understand it, 
And uh, then you become what is deemed to be more of an authority on the subject, and you can bring more people uh, onto your, your side of the tracks, I guess you might say. And, yeah, you and, and, I, you and I are uh, both what some people at least consider experts, and this we're not medical professionals, either one of us, but we've studied this enough that we understand, I think, why cancer happens to people and how they get over it. And I've worked with thousands of people, as you have too, I'm sure. And uh, and they trust me, lots of them. But I still have trouble communicating with my family and friends because, right. hey, you know, we're we're brought up to listen to the docs as the authority, the you know, just under God type of of thing that needs to be worshipped by everyone for their knowledge mm-hmm. about how to heal. Well, you and I have learned, I think, both of us, that doctors don't heal. Uh, right. They treat. They treat symptoms with drugs and procedures, and that's really about all they do. Uh, but uh, what what is the reason uh, for the American Anti-Cancer Institute? Why is that uh, foundation now uh, approved as a nonprofit organization? And, and what is it about? What do you want to accomplish with this? Well, we want to give, uh, first of all, people a, a place to go. Um, where, do you, where do you go today with cancer? Um, you either go to... Uh, the allopathic medical wards, or you go to, to Mexico or Germany, uh, uh, where uh, non-conventional methodologies are, are more in use and more accepted. People in the United States have very few places to go, and um, and and they don't understand the the process once they once they get there or the process and and how to get there, and it, and it really becomes a problem. I know of, um, of a couple good clinics in the United States right now um, that kind of run under the radar. Um, not that they're really doing anything illegal, but uh, as far as the FDA is concerned, but they run underneath the radar, and they just do fabulous things for cancer patients. Right. So our, our thought is to put together a, a massive immune clinic, understanding that the human body is a wonderful mechanism, and the immune system is the only thing that ever heals you of cancer or any other disease, and, and put together the protocols that make sense, not saying we're healing cancer, but we're healing the immune system. Oh, and then go. in turn, educating people. People don't understand, by and large, I know more listeners of this show will, but by and large, what even causes cancer, how they get it, right. understanding that... Uh, environmental measures play into it, that we basically give cancer to ourselves. We need to understand that so we can we can change. So people not only need intervention, they need education. Oh, and, uh, and they need something to take home with them when they go so they can do the things necessary, not just at a clinic or at a university, but when they get home, they will have that wherewithal and that understanding to carry forward and to share it yeah. with their friends and family. Well, your wonderful vision here is for a facility then that will encompass both an educational institution, a university, and a treatment institution, what you call the immune clinic, and a research site as well for uh, validating the efficacy of uh, what we call uh, alternative, and I hate that word, as you know, uh, treatments, uh, ways to heal cancer that do not involve chemo, radiation, surgery, or any of the other drugs involved in cancer allopathic treatment. And what a wonderful vision, uh, Bob, but 
you've done a lot more than just think about this, I know. You've been working on this for years now. Tell us about where you are in the process of, of launching this or getting getting uh, enough money raised to do this. Well, uh, we're, we're very close to that, actually. We, we have been planning um, to um, start the capital campaign for some time, as you mentioned, and that will begin next month. We've hired a firm that will direct it for us, and um, it's, as we've talked about, kind of a uh, multi-pronged approach, you might say, uh, to this with, with many, uh, as, as many as eight different um, fundraising or uh, within this capital campaign measures that will bring in the uh, $125 million that uh, we have estimated and, and pretty much documented will cost to uh, build this thing. Well, that's it's, it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but we think that we have the, the plan to uh, to bring this forward and, and have this in operation as an ongoing fundraising uh, plan for the next couple of years, but to hopefully finish this uh, within about three years and, and have it operational. Boy, that's wonderful. I, I admire you tremendously for this. Uh, and there's a lot of information at the website, folks, about this, including some of the campaigns that uh, Bob has, has laid out here for raising money, uh, literally from everybody from realtors to car dealers to bowling alley managers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's an organized fundraising uh, campaign, and Bob will be doing... Uh, a book signing tour, which I'll publicize in my newsletter, by the way. It would be much easier to, to read it there, uh, where he's going to be stopping uh, starting, I guess, uh, sometime in April. Is that right? Yes, we actually start April 1st in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and uh, a couple events there. And then we move on to El Paso, uh, on to Tucson, several events in Phoenix, and then out to the desert, Palm Desert, Desert Hot Springs, uh, oh, Rancho Mirage, that area for three events. And then we end up with uh, about three or four events in the L.A. area, greater L.A. area. Yeah, well, I'll get this information to you folks about when and where uh, to go and meet Bob. In the meantime, there is a, a short video uh, where Bob describes his book and his, his campaign and his uh, his vision here at the website, AmericanACI.org. And by the way, I'm talking to Bob Wright, who is uh, the founder of this organization, American Anti-Cancer Institute, and has a wonderful vision for getting people a place to go, all kinds of people, including certainly uh, people like us who are not in the medical profession, but certainly medical professionals of all kinds. And there are lots of these folks around now that need a place to get together, exchange information, and learn from each other. None of us know it all, believe me, and Bob realizes this, and he's uh, he's doing something to, to fix it, and I, I greatly admire this gentleman. At the website, folks, you'll find his book, Killing Cancer, Not People. There is both uh, an e-book version there that you can download anywhere in the world, but they will ship the the paperback copy, and by the way, they include the shipping and the price, which I admire. Uh, you don't have to figure you know, an extra 8 or 10 or $50 for shipping. In fact, if you're living outside, in, outside the United States, you need to indicate that, and it will tell you how much it is with the shipping and so on. Very, very uh, comprehensive website with all kinds of information already, and, and there's going to be a lot more on there in the next few months. 
but uh, right now there's lots of information there about everything from cancer clinics to cancer treatment to all kinds of testimonials and stories, things that you will find very interesting. Well, Bob, I tell you, this subject of so-called alternative medicine it has fascinated me for about 13 years. I think you're probably a little bit longer than that. Uh, why do you think the term alternative is used? Well, I, I would have to believe that um, we have been encapsulated in allopathic medicine for so long that it, despite its alternativeness, it has become the, the conventional methodology for, for delivering um, uh, medicine. It delivers no healing, as we know, but for delivering medicine to an, uh, a population that is basically held captive by the AMA and the pharmaceutical companies. Right. And uh, that has become the norm, hence, because it has been so long, it has been known as conventional. Oh, and uh, as you and I know, um, um, if if the pharmaceutical companies have had their way, every man, woman, and child would be on more than one drug oh, uh, right now. I think we are. <laughs> Many people are on yeah. 15, 20 different ones. And, and every time you take a drug, almost certainly you're setting yourself up to take another one. As soon as that one stops working as or has sure. side effects and so on, you get another one to treat the side effects. Well, well, I talk to people every day, Bob, as you know, about their cancers all over the world, and, and one of the main things we talk about is why this happened to them, the cause. Tell us a little bit about what you think is the primary reason people get cancer. We get cancer today, Bill, because of what we put in our body, what we put on our body, perhaps where we live, although um, I, I don't believe that is the overwhelming factor people have a tendency to believe that it's genetics because um, uh, the American Cancer Society and other organizations tell us that. Yeah, right. we, study, we study genes and genomes um, for, for what purpose. Uh, the, the answer to cancer will never be found there, as you and I know. And it's been documented that less than 5% of cases have anything to do with genes at all. And, and after that, the gene actually has to be expressed for that to take place. Right. And so what it, what it really is is what we eat, what we drink, uh, where we live, what we, you know, everything from, from deodorants to um, uh, what we uh, wash our hair with. I mean, everything is laced with chemicals. And, and if we don't believe that that does something to us, we're, we're very misinformed. Yeah. I know you mentioned the dental toxin issue in your book. Uh, what do you think about that as far as uh, being a contributing factor to cancer? Um, I, I thought a lot of it un until I went and uh, looked at a thermograph uh, from a lady who had breast cancer, and then I thought much more of it. <laughs> and I, I looked at that uh, uh, thermograph, and uh, it showed the heat tracer from her two root, root canals root. straight down, almost like someone had drawn a line straight down to her breast cancer. Yeah, and that really threw me over the top, and that was irrefutable evidence that it plays some part. People can argue about what part, but I think it's a very, very major part. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I've seen the same things. I've seen several thermograms where it was pretty obvious that uh, the two were directly connected. But again, every everybody I talk to has dental toxin problems. I'd say 95% of them at least. 
because we've all had dental work done, and one dentist told me that, uh, you know, I asked him, how do you tell if somebody has dental trauma like this that's affecting their health? And he said, well, just have them open their mouth. If they've had any dental work done, it's affecting their health, believe me. And uh, and these wonderful dentists I work with clean up people's mouths and get them well every day. And they, they've tried everything in most cases. They've listened to the docs and they've done the, the conventional stuff. And then they wake up and that doesn't work. It keeps coming back. And they try the kind of things that you and I have documented and feel are appropriate. And they may get a little better, they get some better energy and so on, but they don't get the cancer, it doesn't go away. Finally, they get their jaw cleaned up and voila, you know, four or six weeks later, they're free of the cancer. So, I mean, it's not every time, it's not 100%, but it is a huge factor in the majority of cancers. I've, I've finally determined that after a lot of, of uh, reading and discussions with all kinds of people, dentists and doctors and and survivors all over the place. But anyway, interesting. Uh, there's also, of course, emotional issues, that uh, sure. stress issues that bring it on and so on. But uh, yeah, you're right. The environment that we live in is very cancer-inducive, and uh, we, we do it to ourselves, basically. Well, tell us about uh, what uh, you would tell a person who has not read your book about why they should read it, Bob. Well, I, I like to think that it's a, it's a real plan. Um, you've written some great books that are very usable, Bill, uh, but you and I have studied uh, some books that are seven, eight, nine hundred pages long, and, and we like them because there's a lot of information in there, and we're always researching, trying to determine what works, what doesn't work, what is efficacious, what isn't. Right. And so I decided that, that people needed something that could be kind of a... a, a a guide for them and a cancer Bible, something that they could get their hands on and say, gee, I understand this. It's easy to read. It's more like a, um, it's more like a novel, and, oh, and I really about. get it. It's not so long that it will bury me, and it's got real, real things that I can do straightforwardly, easily, cost-effectively, right. that have a real good chance of helping me. Yeah, that's uh, and tough. so that, that's pretty much how I view it, Bill. That's a pretty accurate description of why I like your book so much, Bob. It is really, uh, you know, the facts, basically, as you call it, the truth, the, mm-hmm. the facts about cancer, but also uh, very, very well written and easy to read and, and not overwhelming. I, I talk to so many people who are just overwhelmed with the amount of inf- information they have accumulated from reading the various books they've read about this subject. I mean, I've read dozens of them, as you have, I'm sure, and most of them are, are you know, loaded with too much information, really. It doesn't, uh, it do- doesn't zero people in on the actual healing approach that works. You know, here's what you need to do to, and stop doing uh, to get over cancer. And boy, your book is right on target, Bob. It's really very well written. To get this book, folks, again, it's called uh, killing cancer not people uh, just go to his website americanaci.org and you'll find lots of information there including uh, something to click on to get both the paperback version of this and or the ebook version of it and wherever you are in the world believe me this will be the most useful thing you can do for your health and your loved one's health anytime in the future be, believe me to 
get this book, share it with anyone that you know of who has any uh, incident of cancer that they are uh, suspicious of or who want to avoid it. This is the best book I know of for that purpose, and I've read, you know, as you have, dozens of them. I just finished uh, an audio book about 30 hours or so, three volumes, by an oncologist who was who has documented the history of cancer treatment from back in the 1700s, literally on up to last year when he published this book in 2010. And it is full of incidents of, of researching cancer, but also applying uh, treatments to cancer that were very, very invasive and very damaging and, and horrible to people. And right up to this day, of course, they're still being done the same way. And in all of this research of, of cancer, there was never any mention at all about the efficacy of natural treatments for anything. It was all about the medical surgery, chemo, radiation, etc. history. And it was, it was discouraging in a way because it's so, they're, they're so sealed off from reality in the allopathic community. Uh, they're, they're just not looking around. They're, they're born uh, in the first day of medical school, they're issued blinders, and they can't look right or left as you and I have to discover the types of things we have. So people need to realize this, that, uh, that these, these doctors are they're trusting no, nothing about cancer or how to deal with it. So what do you think uh, we should do to, to educate people better besides promote your book, Bob? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Um, I think that uh, what we're doing here in in getting out this book and the, and the future books that will will come out um, is, is a good start. We're we're building the campus, another good step. But I think part of this is that this won't be my campus, the American Anti Cancer Institute's campus. This is going to be a campus for the world. We're, we're going to make an attempt over the next year to really start bringing together the people that think similarly to how we do. There, there's a huge group that's growing every day in our country and throughout the world of people who want to know the truth and forward the truth. We need to bring everyone together because we're fractionated right now and everyone's kind of going in their own direction. So uh, our effort is going to bring everyone together. So we can become a powerful force and a powerful lobby for what really works for cancer. Boy, I, I, love, I love that vision, Bob, and I, I, I'm just <coughs> delighted to be a part of it, and, and thank you for, for making uh, this possible and, and for getting it started. Uh, at the website, folks, you'll find a lot of resources, different uh, websites that it links to, uh, where there's all, all kinds of different approaches to uh, so-called natural healing. I like that word better than, than alternative. Uh, we are all dedicated, these people on the website, uh, to the same issue, to try and help people heal themselves. But unfortunately, as Bob mentioned, we are uh, fractionated all over the world, and uh, we're communicating in some ways now. There's a, a documentary that's just been finished that's being promoted right now, about an hour and a half long documentary that I was part of that was interviewed during it. Uh, and it's interviewing doctors all over the world about uh, natural healing, and it's going to be out shortly, and I'll, I'll uh, get that word to you as, as soon as it's available, folks. But uh, things like Bob's book, which is available right now, 
are going to give you uh, an insight that will help you help others. And as Bob and I have found, this is the, the most useful thing you can do with your life. It's a, a very fulfilling uh, mission that we're engaged in, and we want every one of you to be engaged in it with us because that's that's why we're doing this. We want to uh, replicate ourselves as much as possible, and the other people uh, like us who are dedicated and are, are uh, healing people and have wonderful information that they can share with you. So your your vision, say for about 2014 or so, is to have this uh, this campus ready and a, and a, a treatment facility where people can go uh, to get treated with the allopathic or non-allopathic approaches to cancer. Is that right, Bob? That's correct. And uh, we don't have any qualms about filling it up. Um, as we've discovered, you and I, Bill, there's no shortage of cancer patients. <laughs> and uh, there, there doesn't appear any longer to be a shortage of people who, who are really eager for the truth, too, and, and want to discover it. And uh, But you, you and I both know that we need that support, that support of the people. Um, the American Anti-Cancer Institute can't get a grant from the National Institutes of Health. Uh, we cannot get any public money because what we do is, again, misconstrued as being alternative. Yeah. And there are very few monies available for organizations like ours or some of the other great ones throughout the country who rely almost exclusively on what I will call, just like myself, the common man and, and the people that are interested who will step forward and say, I can do a little bit. And yeah, with, uh, yeah. with all of these people doing a little bit, we get a lot done and we pull together and, and become what, what I mentioned earlier, that force to be reckoned with. Yeah, Bob has at the website, by the way, folks, a way to contribute now. You can do that now toward this effort. Uh, you can also become a volunteer there to work with him to get the word out to help raise money for this. We're talking $125 million to accomplish this uh, goal that he has, this beautiful vision uh, of this facility, uh, which is going to be very, very useful. And, of course, the, you know, the public money from the government and so on, the grants uh, are not available for this kind of work. Uh, in fact, you'll, we'll be lucky if we don't get suppressed uh, and Bob's effort doesn't get suppressed in some way by the pharmaceutical companies as soon as they see the, what a threat he's probably going to be to their, to their health and, and well-being. But uh, we're going to pray that this doesn't happen, that nothing like uh, that is going to occur, and that this wonderful vision will, will materialize. And we want every one of you to think about helping this. Uh, what can I do to help? Obviously, you can contribute uh, some money toward it. Uh, it will probably help more people than even contributing toward the uh, the terrible uh, disaster in Japan will. Uh, this this will help people for years and years and years in the future. That's the vision, and it will help uh, the, the 1,500 people a day in the United States alone who die of cancer. I think unnecessarily. I think 90 plus percent of the deaths from cancer are caused by the treatment of the cancer and that those deaths are entirely unnecessary and we need to help those people live and it's growing unfortunately it's now uh, documented that 40 percent of people are going to get cancer during their lives it's going to be 50 percent very shortly within the next year or so 
and it's growing. Uh, it's getting worse every year. Uh, either, as Bob says, either you or I will have cancer. So, hey, what we're doing is contributing to our own well-being here, folks. So by all means, loosen your wallet, take a look at this as a wonderful contribution. Well, tell us, Bob, what uh, is the first phase of this uh, institution that we're talking about now? Well, the, the first phase uh, started already um, with, with the books, of course, and, and that's one of the things that where, where people can really help us. And, and, and it's more than just raising funds, because all the net proceeds don't go to me. Um, they go to the American Anti-Cancer Institute. So that is, a, that is a way to help in this first phase. Secondarily, that, that purchase of a book and getting the word out there puts the information in people's hands that they really need, whether they have cancer or not, because it's not just about education and healing. It's about prevention as well. And, and so that's really a first phase. Then we, we move into the other books and the capital campaign. And uh, it's surprising that I've been approached by, I can't tell you how many people who want a job already, registered nurses and doctors and naturopaths and chiropractors who want to work um, in this facility. So we're not going to lack for uh, people that really want to step forward and help. Oh, that's um, wonderful. And this is, of course, it's a not-for-profit, not-for-profit organization. In fact, the proceeds of the book, as I understand it, Bob, are all going to this uh, this organization, not not to you. It's not going to be something you put in your pocket. Uh, it is a, a campaign using the book as part of that uh, to raise enough money to make this dream come true. And it is well underway, folks, and you can help with this. You can help directly right now, literally, going to the website, AmericanACI.org, and contributing money. Contribute your time. Become a volunteer. Join Bob in his vision of helping people with an institute for learning as well as for healing and research uh, of uh, so-called natural or alternative cancer treatments. That's the primary purpose of this whole organization. And believe me, I am delighted to see it coming. And I couldn't admire you more, Bob. It's a wonderful, uh, wonderful vision. And I think you're doing a great job of organizing it. It sounds like it's really coming along. Well, tell us, uh, we have to cut off here shortly, but tell us uh, an example, if you would, of the, the type of healing that you have seen in people with uh, fairly serious cancer cases? Well, it's, it's really amazing. Um, uh, with, a, with a caveat, unfortunately, the people that have un undergone all of the conventional treatments that, that come to us, as you know, Bill, many of them, uh, their immune systems have been so compromised or destroyed that they can't be helped, especially those with the platinum-based chemotherapies now that destroy the organs, the liver, and the heart, the brain. Right. But we're, we're discovering that the majority of people who come to people like yourself and myself, cancer coaches, and, and people who really know the truth about what heals cancer are having dramatic results. And, and this you, you have a protocol that, that I admire and I love, and uh, I know that it works. And we don't necessarily differ, although we have sometimes some different products and, and some different things that we recommend. Sure. No, one would, no one would dispute that vitamin D3 is essential, and 77% of all cancers are prevented just by taking vitamin D3. 
D3. Yeah, that's that's an proven study. Iodine. People lack iodine. They don't get the right water in their bodies or the right nutrition. These are baseline things that when, when people change their lives involving these, plus doing the things they shouldn't be doing, like stopping the soda and eating a steak every day and this type of thing, right. results are, are spectacular. But as you stated, sometimes late-stage cancer are those people who have been um, uh, doctored to death nearly. They need intervention. And uh, we've seen some clinics uh, working with uh, Laetrile and DMSO and beet-based vitamin C and, and things uh, done through infusion that are doing miracles yeah. for people. And, and there are other things as well. But it's really amazing. There's so much out there that people just don't know about it. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of these resources you, you mentioned are at your website. People can look them up. There are clinics there. And, and uh, healing methods of all kinds are described there. It, it's a wonderful, uh, informative website now. But what we're mainly interested in here, folks, is to get you aware of this movement, which we're going to be talking about a lot over the next three years, trying to help Bob with his, his vision to make this happen. And uh, you can get in on the ground floor now by just uh, donating something. Uh, even a small amount of money will help. But uh, take a look at the volunteer aspect of this because you can get involved now and help Bob do this. It's a, a nationwide effort that he's organizing. And believe me, raising $125 million is not easy, but it's something that he has already organized and has well underway. So. You can help out a lot. Uh, the first thing I think you should do is buy the book, and you'll understand why I'm, I'm so excited about it, I think, and why I admire Bob and his knowledge uh, of this subject. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for sharing with us today. I think this is a great start for your uh, vision materializing here over the next three years, and I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm really excited about it. Well, thank you so much, Bill. It's, it's truly an honor. And um, I, I laud you for what you're doing in this um, non-allopathic community as well. You're, you're doing a great amount of work and a great amount of good, and I'm, I'm just honored to say I know you. Well, thank you so much. Me too. And, and we'll uh, keep doing this. This is uh, just the first shot over the bow, folks, and we'll be talking to you again very soon about this. Thank you so much, Bob, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson.